I'm Kyle Mylan, and after 20 years in manufacturing, nobody knows more than me about industrial marketing and technical sales. All right, I had a phone call with a buddy this morning that I haven't talked to in a while, longtime friends, and this subject got brought up where he's looking, he's got, he's got his full-time job, and he makes good money, he supports his wife and his two kids, and then he's got his career that he really wants to, something he went to school for and the path that he wants to go to, to long-term that he wants to jump into, but he's got that risk side of it, and he also has to you know, pay attention to being able to build up that brand. So during that conversation, I thought, hey, this is something that commonly happens to a lot of people out there, and I've had these conversations before. So what we're gonna cover is, if you have that full-time job that where you're comfortable and you're cozy, but it's not your passion and you wanna start your own thing, here's the process that you're gonna go through. So number one, you have to, one, figure out what is your passion. What is it that, and, and what are you willing to maybe pay yourself less, less to do with that passion? A lot of people out there are talking about how you can, um, if I paid you less money to do what you love versus more money to do what you hate, which one would you take? So you gotta kinda sit with that because the beginning of this, you are not gonna be making a ton of money. I don't care what anybody says, they made money quick, it's all short-lived. If you take somebody that started a business and then made a ton of money quick, look at them three, four, five years down the road, it's most likely not gonna be the same. Um, especially if you're paying, the social, paying attention to social media and you see all that stuff, half that stuff is fake. So for the real entrepreneurs out there that are really stuck with their full-time gig but wanna do something on the side that they're passionate about, this is what we need to go through. So number one, figure out what is, that, what is it that you're passionate about. Once you figure out that, idea, the first thing we have to do is cover the two things that are going to take the longest to do, which is only in really one category, which is brand awareness. So nobody knows about you. You're, you're a, you know, a painter and you want to own a painting company or you work at a car dealership, but you really want to do a marketing agency. Whatever it is that you are doing right now and want to do in the future, Nobody knows about this future company. Nobody knows about the brand. So we have to focus on that first. And this is stuff you can do from the comfort of having your full-time job. This entire process may take 12 months depending on how much time you're willing to put in. So that's up to you what devotion and motivation and obsession you're gonna have over doing this. So if you're passionate about it, then this could be quicker. If you're, if you're just doing it on the side a little bit here and there, then it's gonna take, it could take you years. Some people are doing this for 10 years like I'm, I'm working on getting my stuff going. So figure out the passion. So with the brand, going back to that, you have to start with the website. So once you, once you figure out the company name and you've got a URL and a domain that you can build a website on, you have to do that first. Now it doesn't have to be perfected to where you know all the programs or the services or the pricing and all that stuff. If you know that, great. Hopefully you've been thinking about that before you get to this point. Um, but if you don't have that, it's not a huge deal. You just wanna start the process. So. Instead of hiring, you could go out and hire an agency like our agency, that's gonna cost you a lot more money than if you found somebody that can do this at a freelance level or a very small agency. So rough cost, you're probably looking in the range of maybe 1250 on the low end to maybe 2500 on the high end just to get a nice looking website out there from somebody that's reputable. Again, don't go the agency route necessarily because you're talking like five, seven, $10,000 minimum and up from there you don't have the money. It's better for you to invest that in other things. So that you can either pay somebody to do it and that's the range that you're gonna be on. If you wanna find a freelancer, you can go to upwork.com, you can go to Fiverr. There's tons of places you can just look at freelance, web design, something like that. Get somebody reputable and you can do that for, for pretty minimal cost, and then you can focus the rest of your funds in the other areas. 
The next thing that is going to take the longest amount of time is SEO. So when you think about what is it that you're offering, what service do you have, what product, whatever it is, in order for SEO to start working, once the site is done, that's going to take a while for Google to rank it, index it, and it's going to depend on who did you use to do the SEO. Most of the time, just a heads up, most freelance web designers know the basics about SEO. They don't know a ton. So you should take it upon yourself to either hire somebody that knows the SEO as a freelance person or just learn about it yourself. There's tons of content out there about SEO where you can teach yourself what are the best practices, go through all the experts. We have video content on it that we can link in the description or above and you can start to learn more about SEO, but you have to start that going now because it is going to take months and months and months for that to index and rank and increase in the rankings. It's going to be the most important thing for you because you want SEO and search traffic to start coming in while you're hustling on the opposite side to try and focus on sales and outbound to get clients. So those two first things, website and SEO, you have to get those going first. Then it's a, it's a matter of perception. So like I told my friend, people go to your website. Are they going to perceive that this is a single man show? Are they going to perceive that this is a 10 person company? Perception is reality. So you have to make sure that you appear bigger than you are if that's if you're trying to get for go after clients that that matters and most likely it does. So make sure that when you're designing this and building this and, and hiring somebody, you want it to look a certain way. Don't make it look like you're a single man show if that's not the look that you're trying to go for. Because once you do this and Google indexes it, you want the rankings to be increasing and you don't want to take a step back and be like, oh, I've, I built it for a single man show and I was going after these keywords and phrases. And then you decide three months in, oh, I, I can't get any work. I need to be bigger or appear to be bigger. So I'm going to go after different phrases. Think about that first. Know that perception is reality. You want to start that ball rolling as fast as possible. So think about how you're going to build out your services, your programs, and all the content that you're going to have that you need to set up all the social sides. You need to set up a social media for the company on whether it's LinkedIn or Instagram or Facebook, start building that out. You need to possibly change, depending on what it is that you do right now, you might want to change your profile on LinkedIn to, depending on what type of job you have, this may hurt you, but change it to where you are the owner of this company or you have this business and play with the, the dates of when you started. I mean, you don't have to say like, I started today. You can say that you started six months ago or, or nine months ago, you've been doing this if you need to try and convince people that you've been doing this for longer than you actually have. So setting up your social side of it, the other thing that's gonna come in is your address. So like I told my friend, you do not need to go out and rent space. You don't need to, to lock yourself into a multi-year deal. What you can do is go to Regis or WeWork or someplace like that. I've only personally dealt with Regis when I first started, where you can rent office space at an office building where you're just renting an office. And depending on what city you're in, it can range from anywhere from $500 a month to $900 a month. But with that, you've got an office that you can go to. You can shut the door. It's going to be small if you go cheap. I think that my first office was like 88 square feet or something like that. It was basically like a storage closet, and it cost me like $700. $30 a month, which was insane, but you have access to a cafe, bathrooms, there's other people there. Check out Regis and you can go through it, but they can also answer your phone to when people call in whatever your number is of your business, you can have a receptionist at that location answer the phone on your business behalf and say, you know, thank you for calling ABC company, how can I help you? And then it, again, perception appears that you're bigger than you are. So you can offload some of that to where you don't have to hire a personal assistant or hire a company to answer your phones. It's just built into the office setting. 
And then for his specific business, what he was doing, he would need a conference room to meet with potential clients. And so you can do that by renting their conference room. So Regis is a great choice for a lot of people. Their programs, they don't lock you into any multi-year deals. You could probably go month to month still. Um, years and years and years ago when I did it, it was, it was the best fit for what I was looking for. And that's where you don't have to lock into that commitment. The WeWork side or, or sharing space and things like that where you've got a location at a table with other people, I don't know how it works from an address standpoint. Um, most likely that wouldn't be the best fit. It could possibly be, but Regis is more of like everybody's got offices, executive offices. You can also look in your local area for executive office rentals to where you just a space in an office building. Maybe they don't offer the answering service and whatnot, but check that out because you want the perception and the brand to have an actual location. Because from a Google standpoint, an SEO, once you have a location that's not your house, once you do the Google My Business page, which is gonna be the next step during the SEO process, you're gonna say, this is where my, my company is to Google. And Google's gonna say, okay, cool. I'll make this live and show you up on the maps once I can send you verification. So they send you a postcard to the whatever the mailing address is with a code and you have to type that. Once you get that piece of paper, physical postcard, you put that code into your Google My Business and then you can verify that you are legit, that you do get mail at that location, that you do have access to it. So that's important because from a local search standpoint, from a general Google presence standpoint and SEO, they're gonna rank companies higher up that have things like this in place. So Google My Business is very important, just as important as social, just as important as, as the website. You have to tie all these things in upfront. So once you have it built, now it's a matter of how fast can you replace your current income? Let's say you're making $5,000 a month at your current job. How fast and what is it What is it that you do and your side hustle for you to replace that money so that way you can do this full time and be somewhat comfortable with it? So when you're starting out, you need to go outbound with sales and start to push and do research into the marketplace to figure out the pricing of all the stuff. And hopefully you've done that already. And once you figure out, all right, this is my price point, this is my target demographic, now you need to start moving as hard as possible. There's, there's you know, only 24 hours in a day, and it's the difference between whether or not you're gonna do this quickly or whether or not you're gonna be doing this process for 10 years or seven years is what you do in that 24-hour window. So if you have an eight to five, if you have an eight to three or seven to five or whatever it is, that's your working time. Most likely while you're at work, you're doing other things, you're, you're not, working that entire time. You should be working on your business in your part-time when you're doing that. And then once you leave that job, your second job is to build out your business. And your second job is to think about how you're gonna market this and then start marketing it or respond to emails or respond to phone calls and things like that. The people that make it and the people that are successful do more in 24 hours than people that don't. That's the main differentiator. You can have some great idea you have some invention and maybe you'll just strike it rich like 0.1% of the time. But for the most part, and considering there's 26 million small businesses in America right now, for the most part, people are not having that happen to them. They are trying to do something aside. They get a little bit, but they never, they never jump in full time. And it's because in that 24 hour window, there's other things that are more important to them. But if you have that passion, that drive, and you know that you want to do that, then you have to say, once this time stops in my normal job and I have this much time left over, I'm going to jump in and really push hard into this and get this going faster. And you can do it in three months, six months, a year. But before you just jump in like a bull in a china shop and just start going and trying to sell stuff, setting up that front half and letting that timeline go as long as possible, where it's the website's been out there, SEO, Google My Business, stuff like that. It's been out there for six months. 
then you are going to hit the ground running a lot faster once you get into the, the second half of the year because you've primed the pumps with your with your own brand. So you're going to be higher like more likely to get new to get clients, which is going to be faster for you to offset that five thousand dollar difference. And then at that point, it's just up to you how much risk are you willing to take. When I first started my agency, I had three months of savings. I had two kids and a wife, and I left a good paying job in order to start the agency. And I already had two clients booked that were my first two clients that were paying me enough to cover the essentials. But I knew that my drive and motivation, I could get the rest of the money together once I can focus on this full time to be able to push and get new clients to offset that difference. So I took a huge risk. It depends on how much of a risk taker you are. For my friend in this situation, he's not a huge risk taker, so we'd have to do things a little bit more strategic and a little bit more planned out. But still, even if you're not into taking risk, I mean, if you're an entrepreneur, you most likely are. But even if you are a semi-entrepreneur and you know you want to be your own boss, but you're not really into taking risk because you have responsibilities, doing this will get you to the point where you're more comfortable to leave. At the end of the day, being your own boss is a risk because once you can do all this stuff and then once you start your job, three months into it, you can lose all your clients and you got to go and find a job. Always have a fallback, just like I told my friend. Could you get the job that you have right now in a month if you got laid off? Yes, he could. So you know that you've got that fallback, so it's okay to take that risk. At the end of the day, you either have one of two things, time or money. At this point, you're doing this on the side hustle. You've got time. You don't have money. You need to be saving all your money and stashing it away so that way when you do make this full jump, it's a little bit less risky and you can you can weather those storms when cash flow isn't greatest in the beginning once you make that jump. So you have time. You have to devote your time to making this happen and just know that going down the path of doing social ads and things like that, we can cover that in a separate video on how to do that. But at this point, you're looking at organic things that you can do to start building a brand. That's step one. If you do this, you'll be able to be that much more successful quicker and leave that full-time job that you're not completely passionate about. Well, that's it for this episode. If you got value out of it, please subscribe to this podcast and share it with one person you know. And if you can, leave me a review because it really helps me out. If you want to check out my other content, go over to YouTube. I've got a channel over there as well as find me on LinkedIn, Instagram, and Facebook under my name, Kyle Mylan. I will see you on the next one.